1: Voice America listeners, welcome to my 424th ever show of all-around sports, Where each Monday at noon Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston, from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend, and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www. IIRSportsOneWord.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is being here in the Tampa Bay area for Super Bowl week. And I got a nice jump start on. Saturday, by heading into downtown Tampa and walking along the packed Riverwalk, which uh, winds its way really from one end of town to the other along the Hillsborough River. Uh, And it was perfect weather on Saturday, mid-70s, and it was absolutely jam-packed as Tampa Bay area residents and many others, people coming in early for the Super Bowl, traveling, uh, literally filled uh, the entire city, it seemed. So hats off to the NFL. They've done it again, even during COVID, with everything outside and socially distanced, with just tons of elbow room. Again, they had the advantage of the Riverwalk, where it was open to the public and free for anybody to walk the multi-mile area. And depending on which direction you were going, either to your right or to your left, just a matter of feet away were all the entrances and whatnot into the NFL experience, Uh, technology area, retail shops, all of it. It just went on and on endlessly. And they had little... uh, Big circles along the Riverwalk, as a tribute to all the previous Super Bowls that have been played, as in 54 of them since, obviously, this is Super Bowl 55, and it clearly had a bit of a extra juice connected with it, because, of course, as we all know, the Tampa Bay Bucks are the first team in 55 Super Bowls, so Super Bowl history to host the game in their own stadium, Raymond James Stadium, next Sunday, 6.30, six days from now, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, it really felt like it was mostly locals on Saturday. Uh, it opened on Friday night, uh, and so Saturday was the big day to turn out, and again, it really felt heavy, heavy on the locals. Uh, Buck's paraphernalia is just flying off the shelves, needless to say. It seemed like every other person was wearing a Buck's jersey or some sort of Buck's paraphernalia, and it was really fun. Just really interesting to see, again, the, the, uh, you know, the activity level, the, uh, Interest level is just, as you would expect, off the charts. It's Super Bowl week. They're hosting, and their team's in it. Uh, something we've never seen before. There have been teams like the Rams in 79 played at the Rose Bowl against the Steelers. Uh, but it wasn't their home stadium, yet it was their city, so to speak. And uh, So, yeah, it was just uh, a terrific day, just nonstop, Activity And again, most importantly, just set up in such a way beautifully handled by the NFL yet again, where it was just, uh, you know, plenty of elbow room for everybody. You never felt a crush of crowds or anything, you know, just keep on walking along the Riverwalk and uh, you had to have tickets to get in the actual NFL events, the experience, what have you. Uh, the massive venues, uh, and they were free, but you had to go online to get them. Um, so if you had one of those all-access tickets, you could just stroll into any open gate uh, that was hosting, you know, one of the various NFL experiences uh, all along the Riverwalk, which again is Many miles long, and uh, so did a lot of walking, and it was fun. Checked out everything, and uh, it just couldn't have been better. So, just really loved it, and hope to get back there this week. I'm sure I will. And uh, the forecast here for Super Bowl weekend it's pretty cold here now by Florida standards. It's uh, going to be in the 50s here for the next couple days. Uh, right now, it's showing. 68 degrees as a high and a 50% chance of rain for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh lower chance of rain on Saturday. Uh but with the least temperature into the 70s as it will be on Friday. So it's going to warm up as the week goes along and people will be uh coming in here not not in the same numbers as previous Super Bowls for obvious reasons, COVID. But uh No doubt the city will be jumping as people will start to pour in here come Thursday and Friday. Uh, No doubt about it, but a lot of people are already here. You can already see it, feel it. Uh, It's in the air, to put it mildly, everywhere. And it's not just Tampa by any means. It's, of course, St. Pete, Clearwater, uh, neighboring towns, cities, I should say. Uh, with their own level of activities. For instance, I saw this morning where ESPN is setting up up over at St. Petersburg Beach uh, and on and on and on. So there'll be – and CBS Sports had a massive presence. They are broadcasting this year's game, massive presence in and around the Riverwalk. Uh, And that doesn't even begin to get into the stadium. I drove by. Uh, late last week, re- to- drove all around the stadium, and it's like they're building a city. Uh, it's really cool, Raymond James Stadium, where they just have massive parking lots, uh, mostly grass around the stadium. And it's also right beside George Streinbrenner Field, uh, where the Yankees do spring training. So lots of parking, lots of wide open spaces, and they were just building Tents is an understatement. Some of the biggest, yeah, you know, I'll use the word tents, but uh, they look more like small cities. Uh, just nonstop construction. It literally felt like they were building a city around the stadium. So, uh, again, the NFL doing it upright. Uh, it will be fascinating to see where it's, what it's going to look like come Saturday in preparation for, of course, game day on Sunday. But uh, lucky to be here. It's awesome. And sure to get awesome, more awesome with each passing day. Moving on to football, real football, uh, real transaction, shall we say, uh, leads into my low light of the week, uh, which is basically the Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans standoff. It's really strange in that deshaun watson has always been since clemson you know a model citizen uh so all i can think of is he must really really be mad because uh, all of this seems so out of character for him um but whatever happened uh Apparently made him really mad. I guess he removed all references to the Texans on social media over the weekend. Um, you know, I think many of us know that Deshaun Watson's story really came from nothing and has built uh, a life for he and his family. Uh, signed the big contract. I think it was just this past Labor Day, so not all that long ago with the Texans. Um but, again, we know that the Texans let Bill O'Brien go. They traded DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals. So it just feels like there's some serious bad blood going on there. Um, and it appears to be irreparable. Of course, uh, Texans hired a new coach, a longtime, 27-year veteran of coaching in the NFL, uh, David Cully, I believe, is the name. And, uh, and at his press conference, he said, you know, he's well aware of everything going on with Deshaun Watson, expects him to be the quarterback, as does the new GM from the Patriots, uh, Nick Casario. But it does appear to be irreparable. Uh, needless to say, the Texans have to say what they're saying. But bottom line, it just feels like uh, Deshaun Watson has. You know, made up his mind. He is not going to play another down for the Houston Texans. That that's where it appears to be at this moment of time. So we shall see how that goes. Uh, and in really a related story, and my bizarre story of the week because it kind of came out of nowhere, was Matthew Stafford being traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Matthew Stafford, of course, the longtime quarterback of the Detroit Lions. Traded to the Rams for their quarterback, Jared Goff, and three draft picks. It's a blockbuster deal. Clearly the Rams are going for it. Uh, They seem to think that uh, Matthew Stafford is the answer, guy who's going to lead them there. As we all know, they have an excellent team, great team, and a great defense. So uh, it's going to be fascinating uh, to see how that all plays out. These are big names here to say the least, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff. um, And you have to wonder how this trade, again, Jared, uh, the Rams traded Jared Goff, their quarterback, and three draft picks. Uh, So what does this mean for everybody who's going to be after Deshaun Watson? Uh, Looks like it could be a bigger haul for the Texans if they – end up trading him so fascinating stuff uh great to see uh it's really uh hot stove league for football and terrific fun to say the least so uh now let's take our break and next up will be our weekly call-in expert ap stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers alabama football and many other sports as well so don't go anywhere
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy,
1: is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in.
0: Planning for college? channel
2: a brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others if you have that courage then brave hearts radio with brian reinvold is for you even if you aren't yet you'll want to still tune in to get inspired create your own story to share and change your life for the better listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today?
3: Hey, John, thank you so much for having me on the show. Glad to be here. Thank you.
1: Well, we're glad to have you here, and by here, I mean... Uh you have joined me in the Tampa Bay area. So welcome to Florida for Super Bowl week.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Good
1: Absolutely. to have you here. Yeah, I'm sure my you're streak. Glad to be here.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I want to continue my Super Bowl streak.
1: Yes, yes, I hear you. And uh I would say welcome to the Sunshine State, and there's certainly a little of that going on, but it's today is more like welcome to the windy state. Um <laughs> It is a fierce wind uh, blowing here in Florida, but not complaining, just reporting. Uh, you know, temps are in the 60s, and uh, it's Florida. Forecast looks, you know, decent. A couple cold days coming up, then it's going to warm up, and then maybe a little rain forecast for the weekend. But, you know, it's showing at 50% AP for Super Bowl Sunday. And having spent time in Florida, very often, if it's 50% or below, those things tend to disappear as the week goes along. So hopefully that will be the case uh, for Super Bowl Sunday and showing a high of 68. But uh, if I've learned one thing about Florida weather, it changes really quickly. So we shall see. (laughs) But the game will go on. We know that for a fact, which is amazing, actually.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sixty is a good temperature for football, not too
1: yes. hot, not cold. Totally. Absolutely. Um, well, AP, uh, as you will be finding out, I'm sure you're finding out already, and we'll, uh, further as the week goes on, uh, Tampa is fired up for the Super Bowl. They're the first team ever, the Bucs, to host a Super who play the Super Bowl in their own stadium, Raymond James, right in downtown Tampa. And uh, AP, I went to the Riverwalk on Saturday and talked about this in my first segment, but it's basically the NFL experience uh, all along the way of which you have to have free tickets, but you have to have gotten them online. But the Riverwalk, which is literally right beside it, all the entrances are right on the Riverwalk, which stretches from one end of downtown to the other, a couple miles long. Uh, it was jumping on Saturday. It was a beautiful day, mid-70s, and it was spectacular. And you were literally, if you were on the river walk, walking, you were literally 10 feet away from the entrances to all the various NFL uh, experience, exhibits, and what have you, activities, on and on and on. And it went on for a few miles itself, so... It was great. It was a really uh, great jump start to Super Bowl week down here, to say the least. It opened over the weekend.
3: Yeah, it's a nice uh, city downtown, John, to walk around and take in all the festivities. And they've handled events many times in the past. I've actually been to an SEC basketball tournament there and then a college football championship as well.
1: Emily Arena. Yes. Emily Arena, where the Lightning play. It's right downtown. And oh, by the way, it's right beside, literally, a brand new JW Marriott, uh, which was literally just opened uh, a number of weeks ago. It, you know, not a coincidence. I think the NFL has basically bought out the entire hotel for NFL executives. It's right across the street from another long-time existing marriott and they're all bunched together with uh, of course the convention center which will be serving as this year's media center in the past pre-covid it would have been a lot of activities inside perhaps nfl experience type stuff but uh to my knowledge it's now just the the media center because uh, all the activities appear to be outside uh but yeah, AP, so, you know, it's known as kind of, you know, the channel side area of Tampa, and so there'll be a lot going on down there, and this new JW Marriott is where the Toronto Raptors have been living and practicing, uh, you know, since they are spending the season so far in to, from Toronto and moved down to, in here to Tampa. So, Tampa has an NBA team to go along with their successful raised baseball team, and the Bucks and successful Stanley Cup champion, Lightning. So the JW Marriott AP is basically right beside the, you know, Amelie Arena where the Raptors are now playing in addition to the Lightning. So this, that's going to be the epicenter uh, of the week, I believe, there between the arena, the hotels, the convention center. And then, of course, on Sunday, it'll be Ray J, as it's known, Raymond James Stadium. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, quite a week here in Tampa, no doubt about it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Champ- Tampa's on a winning streak. I mean, as far as getting the championships, it's remarkable. Who would have ever thought that, uh, you know, five years ago, that they that would be the place where all their pro teams are having so much success?
1: Yeah, well, they're kind of feeling like they're the sports capital of the world these days. I mean, the Rays were in the World Series. Uh, the Bolts, as they're called, or the Ning, but basically the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. And here are mm-hmm. the Bucks, uh in the Super Bowl in their own stadium. So Tampa Bay sports is flying high. I, of course... Listen to a fair amount of sports talk radio down here, and it's great here in Tampa, I must say. Uh, it's very upbeat. They have a lot to be upbeat about these days. But they are totally talking and walking and acting like, you know, they're the sports capital of the world. This week they are. <laughs> um, but when you combine what's gone on since the fall when basically the lightning and the rays were basically... You know, in the World Series and the, uh, you know, Stanley Cup, they have a lot to crow about and good for them. And, it, and it's fun. I mean, it's, you know, they're on a roll right now and they know it and they're loving it. Yeah. You just have to ride the wave, John. Uh, I mean, they were very
3: fortunate to, uh, have Tom Brady be the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh. Last year with Jameis Winston, he had the 30 touchdowns, I think, and 30 interceptions. So that wasn't going to get it done. He can't Correct. give the ball away so much uh, in NFL football and be successful. So you have Tom Brady. Is, is he, what, 43 now, John? And he's still 43. throwing 40 touchdowns. Throw, is he throwing Bingo. 40 touchdowns? Did he, is, that, is that the number this year, 40 and 40? plus, whatever, plus 40 playoffs. So I,
1: think, I think he threw above his age, if I'm not mistaken. He's... If you count the playoffs, I think it was maybe 44 or or, or more. Um, An amazing season by any standard. amazing season. And and it's full-blown Brady media here. I mean, Brady mania, not media, mania. Um, You know, obviously buck mania. But Brady is instantly beloved. He has taken them, you know, to the promised land in the best way possible, as in, you know, leading his team, their team, into the Super Bowl in their own stadium. I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up. This is quite the script, to put it mildly. And, yeah. You know, I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I said often over the years as a New England Patriots season ticket holder who's had the pleasure to watch Brady in person for 20 years now, uh Never bet against Brady, uh, but to be down here now and uh, see it all unfolding, to have the dream come true, the Bucks playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl, uh, led by Brady, obviously, is really, you can't write this, you can't write this script. It's, it's an amazing story. It already is, and uh, we'll see what happens Sunday if, if he closes the deal, <laughs> and that will be yet another amazing story but for now the Super Bowl is being played in Tampa with the Bucks, and the Bucks are in it what else can you say
3: yeah John he, he took them from a wild card position and had to take a warm weather team to win the championship in Green Bay against a fairly good quarterback I uh,
1: fairly good yes and let's not forget I mean you know this uh, big storyline down here huge storyline is, you know, road warriors. They won three playoff games on the road, uh, Washington, New Orleans, and Green Bay, under the toughest conditions, you know. Uh, Washington, you know, was on a roll, even though they come in with probably the worst record. Uh, New Orleans, in beating them, they slayed the, the Giant because the Saints had owned the Bucks, I believe, they had won every game in the past three years, and then to go up to Lambeau Field and beat the presumptive MVP and Aaron Rodgers uh, in the NFC Championship game last Sunday—it doesn't get any better than that. Um, so no. they've earned it, and everybody's pretty happy here, AP, because they're wearing their away uniforms—the white uniform, the white, unif- the white jerseys—which <laughs> they've been wearing, of course, on their winning streak. So they're uh, right. Everybody's thrilled that they're wearing their white jerseys. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the 2005 Pittsburgh Steelers who uh, won three games on the road to and then won the Super Bowl in Detroit under Bill Cowher. So I was at that game, which was amazing. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay believes, let me tell you, big time. They, they just feel, you know uh, – the football gods are with them. Period.
3: Yeah, John. And if you look at the first game, it was a twenty-seven twenty-four victory by Kansas City in at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Correct. But I guess Tom Brady had a couple interceptions, and you're you're thinking that Tyreek Hill, I think, he had two hundred and thirteen yards in the first quarter. Maybe that's only yes. happened a few, two, three times in the history of the league. Maybe absolutely one quarter. And you have to think, possibly, that what if he doesn't have that many yards, they slow him down just slightly, and Tom Brady doesn't have the two interceptions, what would be the outcome?
1: Correct, but what everybody's talking about, and the game's getting a lot of play down here, I watched it down here, and uh, yeah, AP, I mean, you know, the Chiefs got off to that incredible record-setting start in that game, Tyreek Hill specifically, the Rays or excuse, Rays, the Bucks outscored them. They owned the second half, but as often happens, you know, they couldn't stop them when they needed to late in the game, uh, and you know, Kansas City was able to hold on and get the victory. But no, the Bucks really played well in the second half. The game was always a little bit in doubt. I mean, after the first quarter, after the first quarter, he said, "This is a blowout." Let's, right. you know, but then the Bucks, you know, to their credit gathered themselves, made it a game and they just kept coming and closing the gap, closing the gap and by the end it basically was you know anybody's game as we got into the last few minutes. So that's what people hold on to down here and that's what they choose to remember uh, versus, you know, Tyreek Hill in the first quarter. <laughs> Good idea. But yeah, right. yeah, so there's a lot to like and that just brings to the main point here as we get close to our first break AP which is the Tampa Bay defense uh Brady is Brady we all know that we all know he threw three picks in the second half in the NFC championship game but you know we all also know he led them to victory period but you know what has really really been terrific has been of course the Bucks defense uh they have been They've just gotten better and better and better. Really rose to the occasion. They're getting sacks and takeaways, making life difficult for people like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. So yeah, the Bucks' defense. I mean, you, you know, they have to show up big time. Uh, they have to contain Mahomes. You know, you know that, that's that's not breaking news. Um, but no. the the point is, they're capable. AP. The way they're playing these days, they are capable of at least maybe slowing down Mahomes or harassing him which which is what they need to do
3: yeah and it's interesting uh John I was just listening to uh, Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator and he believes those defensive backs they're more on the same page now which means their communication is better and that does uh that can improve over time which which has been uh documented these last you know this last month of the season
1: Sure, sure. No, they're just playing fabulously. Um, they really are, especially just across the board. But, you know, what they're really doing best these days is, you know, harassing quarterbacks. And uh, and it will never be more important uh, than this Sunday because that's the only shot to stop Patrick Mahomes is, you know, make life difficult for him, as difficult as possible. Uh, but, AP, it's time for our first break Uh, So why don't we do that now and still have a ton to get to on the other side.
0: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If
1: you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa.
2: Play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn. today our 40s sit firmly in midlife we are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead but now is the best time to plan for our future life listen for 45 forward with host ron roel from retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents no topic is off the table we don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show the Sharon Kleine Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more. We'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot, Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
1: And I'm your host, John Ingoldsby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., as I say, Alabama football, as I always say uh, when I introduce you, uh... Bruce Arians, whose popularity is uh, maybe a half-step behind Brady right now in this town of Tampa, Um, he actually uh, has a background with Alabama. Is that correct?
3: That's correct, yeah, John. He's from uh, Patterson, New Jersey, with a quarterback of Virginia Tech. But he was the running back coach on Coach Bryant's Last couple of years at Alabama, way back in 81 and 82, he sure was. And then he was the offensive coordinator for one year at Alabama in 1997. Coach was Mike Dubose at the time. So, yeah, he's got some Alabama roots. And he he mentioned Coach Bryant today in the press conference.
1: Oh, he did? Wow.
3: Yeah, he sure did, yeah. Small world. He's got some pictures he he keeps in his office, I believe, Coach Bryant. Yeah, he's a pretty uh, big presence in his life.
1: Well, this is why we love having you on AP. I did not know Bruce Arians, uh, you know, worked for Bear Bryant, number one. I'm familiar with him because he actually has some roots back in Pennsylvania where I grew up, central Pennsylvania, I might add. I believe it was uh, York, Pennsylvania, where he may have played high school ball. And then, obviously, I think where he burst into – you know, the national consciousness or NFL consciousness, you might say, was he was the quarterback's coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the early years of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, not many people burst on the scene like Ben Roethlisberger, 15 and one his rookie year. <laughs> um, so,
3: <laughs> no. uh, right.
1: so, you know, the early start of Ben's career was, uh, you know, the stuff of dreams, and Bruce Bruce Arians, you know, made his name around that, and we all, of course, remember Bruce Arians for uh, taking over when Chuck Pagano was the coach of the Indianapolis Colts was diagnosed with cancer, and ended up uh, Bruce Arians ended up being the interim coach for that rest of that year, and they did well. So. Uh, and he then, obviously, coached the Arizona Cardinals, and so he's had quite the illustrious career. But uh, I don't think anything's going to beat this this little run here in the postseason, uh, the year in general. Clearly, a major player, and Brady coming here, obviously, and the postseason run, the year they've had, the postseason run in particular. Uh, uh, Bruce Arians uh, and the big carrot is right in front of him, so. He's had a career that, you know, a lot of people would love to see culminate with the Super Bowl win in his home stadium this Sunday.
3: Yeah, John, and as you mentioned, York, Pennsylvania, that was William Penn High School. And then he's also been an assistant on two of the Super Bowl championship teams.
1: Yes, he knows his way around Super Bowls. No doubt about it.
3: Yes, yes. Um, Right, yes. I'm guessing...
1: so he was probably an assistant on the 2005 Super Bowl team for the Steelers that won, uh, beat the Seattle Seahawks up in Detroit. I'm guessing that was early in Ben's career.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it was uh, the, the Super Bowls uh, number number 40 and number
1: 43. Right, the other one was right here in Tampa, 2009, when Santonio Holmes got the amazing uh, touchdown. Uh, to win the game, basically, uh, with seconds to go, uh, I was at the Super Bowl in Detroit uh, when Bill Cower won, and uh, and so yeah, Bruce Arians uh, really quite the illustrious career, and uh, pretty amazing that you know he was part of a Super Bowl winning team here right here in Tampa. So he is he's a fascinating guy. He you know. I've been listening to a lot of Buck's interviews and whatnot, and his interviews. I mean, he speaks his mind. He's a good interview. He just says what's on his mind. Not not a big filter, and I think a lot of people love him for it.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, one of the coaches, I guess, was Todd Bowles. They asked him his the coaching style. Of Bruce Arians says he's very direct. He'll probably ride you, but he also embraces you as well, and
1: he lets you know that he cares. Correct. Correct. Earlier in the season, there was some, you know, some stories going around that Bruce Arians and Tom Brady uh, weren't on the same page. That uh, that sure seems like a distant memory, doesn't it? And, uh, especially watching them embrace up in Green Bay after they won that game. And uh, yeah, uh, all is well down in Tampa Land. That's for sure between those two, and, <laughs> frankly, everybody else. Um, but AP. Uh speaking of coaches, yeah, I'm guessing you saw a few coaches around cuz you were at the Senior Bowl in Alabama, Mobile, I believe, over the weekend. Uh I'm guessing it was a lot different than what we're used to.
3: Yeah, John, you know, normally the access is extreme. I mean, it's it's better than any situation in an all-star game that I can think of. Uh, and that's including when they get together at the Combine. They don't play the game there. Of course, they're performing in the workouts, but you get total access in Mobile, in the lobby of the hotel. There's seven, 800 NFL personnel along with the players floating around. You can grab them for any views, and there's a radio row. And so, But this year, with the virus in effect, it was just a few interview views on the field, at the end of practice, uh, they bring them to the the, the uh, microphone, and we're standing right above them at the edge of the stadium and uh, posing questions to them. And so then it was virtual at nighttime. If we you were fortunate to get some interviews. So it just was not nearly the same.
1: I can only imagine. And boy, AP, that's a big number. Hundreds of NFL personnel. I know in the past there's been... Uh, Head coaches even attend, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. Uh, were there any this year? Yes, there were. Yeah, I, I didn't coaches.
3: happen to. Yeah, yeah, John, I, I didn't happen to see uh, too many NFL personnel around because we weren't allowed to go in the hotel where they stay because there was a bubble. Okay, so, right. So um, they, they didn't get a chance to see them. But yeah, normally it was head coaches and general managers and scouts and assistants and. Uh, just everybody you can think of uh, uh, that's associated with an NFL team. So, But this year, they said uh, limited, limited access.
1: Yeah, the hotel lobby, which is where all the action is on a typical year, and frankly, based on everything you've said in the past, as good as it gets for access and conversation and whatnot, yes. that just didn't exist. I mean, the hotel was basically off limits, Correct.
3: Right. Yeah, sure was. Yeah. So you went to practice, watched the practice, and I said, "Then at the end of practice, two, three players, I might call over to the edge of the stadium. And the microphone was, was there. We were at a distance and just asking them questions, uh, just looking down at them."
1: Okay. Well, that's the world we live in uh, these days. Uh, you know, it's good that they held it, even with limited access, and. You know, let me just take this opportunity to just say, because uh, I meant to say it earlier, I mean, it's amazing that the NFL's gotten here to the Super Bowl. I mean, I give them a lot of credit because they have forged ahead since the outbreak of this last March. They haven't wavered. And they played every game that was supposed to be played this year, 256 of them in the regular season. And here they are. Playoffs have all, obviously all been held. And here they are. About to complete their season, and you know, I for one applaud the approach they took, which was simply they just kept moving forward, they didn't waver. We all know about the schedule glitches throughout the season, Uh, obviously. uh, You know, for the first time, we got to see Tuesday, Wednesday NFL football games, (laughs) which is kind of cool. But, you know, again, they deserve a lot of credit in my mind because they, they just, again, they never wavered. They said they were going to do it, and they did it.
3: Yeah, everybody had to restrain themselves and trying to yep. stay within the bubble and go through all the testing and do the very best they can to reach this point. It was a, a Herculean effort to go through all those games and try to stay healthy. And here they are in Tampa, ready for the Super Bowl.
1: Correct, Herculean. Good word. It really was nothing short of that. You know, just an amazing job by them to you know get it done, as it was with you know really baseball, hockey, and basketball as well. Everybody did it in different ways, but for the you know, obviously, hockey and basketball was in a bubble. Baseball was uh, in. Not in home stadium, shall we say, basically, and uh, you know, when we got to the playoffs, of course. But yeah, they, again, they just deserve, uh, you know, a lot of credit for again the teams played at home throughout the season. Just an amazing accomplishment when compared with the bubbles of the NBA and hockey. But the bubbles were a raging success in and of their own. Uh, so just again, congrats to the NFL and. On that note, it's time for our final break. So we'll take that now and a few more things to get to on the other side.
2: Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
0: and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: If you are working on your path to enlightenment, may we suggest another guide point to help you get there? It's Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Roz and her guests are making this show a safe place to find balance, healing, and transformation. You'll learn how to manifest the best version of your life. Make sure you join Roz every week for Soul Healing Conversations. Live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is obviously the Super Bowl this Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time right here from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. And AP, we should talk a little X's and O's uh, with, with the game. Um, you know, we touched on mm-hmm. a little bit about the Bucks and the Chiefs when they first played in this very stadium down here in Tampa earlier in the season. Tyreek Hill had a record-setting first quarter. I think three touchdowns, 200 plus receiving yards, and then the Bucks didn't give up and basically kept it uh, a game till the end. But now that we've seen, you know, many more games, including playoffs, and the Bucks defense has really started to play well in the last few games. Uh, Really, last six, seven games, actually. They closed the season strong and obviously the playoffs. But how do you how do you see it on the X's and O's front? Uh, I guess the big question, yeah. AP, can the Bucs stop Patrick Mahomes or slow him down? Nobody stops him. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah right, John. In other words, you have to have uh, lane integrity when you're rushing somebody like Patrick Mahomes. And then it was brought up um, by Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator at Tampa Bay, uh, that he was a baseball player. And that means on the run, they can make the throws from all type of awkward positions. And so that's, a, that's an issue when you're trying to corral a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. And so and the other thing is, are, are you willing to commit, maybe on some crucial downs, maybe to really shade with a couple of players to Ray Hill, Because I just don't think he can let him run, run around single coverage. I don't believe you can stop them that way. So you've got to make, make Patrick Mahomes think twice about throwing to Tyreek Hill. And then you have, the, of course, this, the uh, tight end, Travis Kelsey's phenomenal, excellent player. Uh, you've got to try to make uh, the, the uh, offense go away from those two players uh, at least a, a minimal amount of times. So, you know, In some crucial situations, if you're fortunate to make that happen, then you have a chance.
1: Exactly, Travis Kelsey. By the way, set all time records for tight end this year, receiving yards and or catches. Uh, I think it was fourteen hundred yards receiving, maybe. And uh, so he's had the year of years for a tight end, uh, and he's been a great player for a number of years. But he clearly went to the next level. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes' his father was a professional baseball player, pitched for the New York Mets, I believe, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of qualities, but, you know, the one you think about is obviously the arm. Uh, It's just incredible, uh, to put it mildly, and, you know, uh, this side of Aaron Rodgers, I've never seen a quarterback, you know, right-handed throw to, run to his left and throw darts, Uh, And in Mahomes' case, it's, you know, I put him in the category with Aaron Rodgers, and they're the only two in this category, which is for me, I've seen those two do things I've never seen anybody else ever do before. Just that simple.
3: Yeah, it's a natural motion for him because he he played baseball. So you're throwing from various uh, positions uh, with your body. It's Correct. just not like, for instance, Tom Brady. If, he, if you get him running around, he's not going to be the same quarterback. That's he it. might get rid of the ball, but it won't be as accurate and it won't be as effective. So, But Patrick Mahomes, like I said, and, and he'll he'll run the ball on you as well. I mean, he, you know, I don't know how his health is right now. We'll have to find out. But game time, of course. But if he he's running to his left, running to his right – he might take off and make ten yards on a third and seven. So you've got to stay in your lane, and you got to have complete dis- discipline as many plays as you can, preferably all of them, but uh, especially on those those third down plays.
1: Yes, and in addition to all those attributes, you know, Mahomes has escapability. He's a great athlete, and you know he can think on the move. He can run on the move. We've all seen the no-look passes and whatnot. And, again, he can throw it on a rope 50, 60 yards, for gosh sakes. Uh, it's nothing short of incredible, uh, a la Aaron Rodgers. And, again, running to his left doesn't matter. Uh, but, he, he again, like Aaron Rodgers also, you know, he's he's very mobile. You know, he can make plays with his feet. So it all adds up, AP, to a pretty simple – uh uh situation of where he's basically unstoppable. <laughs> That's probably the best word, right?
3: Right, yeah. In other words, uh but John, when you look at the, the first game, I mean it was twenty seven points. That's pretty good defense.
1: Correct. For for Tampa that, is. Bay. that is especially so when
3: about
1: you was yeah. especially when you think that you know they had a whole bunch of those twenty seven early on. So the Bucks shut them down for the better part of, you know, 2 if not 3 quarters.
3: Right. Right. So that's they they have to be feeling good that we did something right and we've got to improve. If we can improve just a little bit, um then we've got a chance.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the name of the game is, you know, for obvious reasons is to just you know, get off to a better start if you're the Bucks. You know, you can't let it I mean, obvi- obviously, they had to play catch up the entire game and they almost did catch up, but not quite. Uh, they want no part of that kind of game. That's for darn sure. And honestly, as good as the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are, AP, I can't imagine it happening. I think the Bucks will indeed, you know, play with them as they did up in Green Bay. I mean, that to me, they needed to start fast in Green Bay. They did. And look what happened. So it reflected in the outcome. And uh, so, yeah, so it's going to be fun, AP. Glad to have you down here.
3: Yeah, looking forward to it, John. And like I said, I, I, don't, I just don't see a blowout by, by either team. I mean, so now, I. we can't foresee people fumbling the ball, you know, multiple fumbles and just tip passes for interceptions and those types of things. But I just gonna believe it's going to be a competitive ball game.
1: I have no doubts whatsoever. It's going to be fun. And AP, I want to thank you, as always, for calling in today. We're already at the end of the show, but thanks for your expertise, and we're going to enjoy the week here in Tampa, both you and I.
3: Hey, thank you so much, John, for having me on the show. Glad to be
1: here. Thanks again, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.